Welcome to Outside In, an interview series brought to you in collaboration with First Windows and Doors. I'm Alice Lyons, editor of Homestyle magazine, and today I'm speaking with architect Andrew Watson about a home his practice recently completed in central Otago. Thanks for joining us today, Andy. Catching up to find out a bit more about your lake house project. Yeah. It's always a unique opportunity to design a home in this, you know, rural central Otago landscape. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved with the project? Mm, yeah, so um, I worked uh, with a client previously at, a, at my previous practice, Map Architects, and uh, to be honest, they decided to take a bit of a punt on a young, well, at the time, I guess, it was a few years ago now, <laughs> designing this house. So, was a, yeah, we were a young practice at the time. So, um, you know, he went to a, a few different um, few different practices and we kind of, we, we kind of got the, got the go. So it was a pretty exciting job for us, obviously, at the time as well. Yeah, neat. And so they are residents here. It's their primary dwelling. Yeah, they live um, part-time in Dunedin and part-time in Queenstown with oh, to, to spending more time up in the... Up in the mountains. Yeah, cool. And so what was their brief to you for this, was it? The brief was pretty clear that it was not to be a big glass pavilion. Yeah. It was to be, it was to be of the region and of the of the place. Yes. And not to be designed for, you know, warmer climbing, climbs uh, north, I guess. But, I mean, they have pretty extreme weather down there. Don't, don't get me wrong, it gets pretty hot in, um, in the Lakes District, but... Yeah, that was that was the big one. Really, is that it needed to be really designed for the environment. Yeah, and of of the place. So um, yeah, that was a big one. Um, that was yeah, that was the start. Yeah, really. yeah. And, and kind of from there, we just you know we just kind of obviously we decided and checked it out, and the environmental factors kind of came into play as well. So. I mean, in a location like that, you, it's really hard to not respond to the environment. You know, it's that dramatic landscape. You've got the mountains all around. And here it's sort of, you know, situated at the edge of a pond. Mm. And the home comes together like as three buildings, mm. each with their own sort of, you know, distinct character. Yeah. I really like how you kind of had that rural, like, vernacular reference there mm. of something more humble, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, the whole idea... Of the, um, you know, of the of the kind of the, that local vernacular. I mean, it sounds quite cliche in a in a Queenstown Lakes district context, you know, Southern Lakes context. But you know, that's that's the reality. This is where the clients grew up, and and this is their their experience of the, the local architecture. And so um, that was the basis for us. And obviously, um, kind of being on on the lake, um, you know, through the design process led us to this, these these kind of my my concepts. And it was a really nice kind of design evolution to yeah. go through that. You know, through the experience of them, we go, well, the clients had sort of beat around and and then kind of take it down and, and refine it. Like, we were really lucky. Um, at the time, um, creature of architect, Prue Johnson, was working with us. Yes. And she's found friends with the client. So we had sort of a deeper connection to them oh, personally as well. Yeah. And so Prue was the project architect on this. Yeah. And, and you know, worked tirelessly. Um, as you were with kind of family friends, there was a kind of a personal connection there as well, which was which made the project even even more special. Yeah, neat. And so, you know, beyond that kind of aesthetic reference, what environmental factors, you know, were you really considering here? Well, I mean, obviously, sun, wind, rain, snow, all the extremes, all, extreme, <laughs> extreme cold. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of that. I mean, and 
and you know and and the fact that it's the location being on a lake and so when you go to site for the first time it was pretty raw you know a lot of the other sites in that location have got sort of hillocks and kind of undulating elements yeah sure the lake and a little kind of you know a a small kind of hillock beside the lake if you can call it that yeah and um and the idea was to use that as much as possible to kind of bunker into the landscape and to use that as sort of a, a, a kind of a way of um you know helping direct uh you know these spaces so that you could orientate out of the wind into the wind into the sun out of the sun you know and have like a myriad of different nooks and crannies yeah to be comfortable in mm. because you know when you're there without a dwelling uh that's pretty raw it is yeah <laughs> so and as you know when you look at it as well you've got you could orientate a house in any direction and catch an amazing view so mm. it's kind of one of those things where you have to start going back to all what you know we don't we don't want to put a picture frame around every single view no um, we want is we want you know orientate towards you know the, the where the views are going to be and um and and, and what the environmental factors taken into account as well so that was the that was the idea and you can really orientate to so many different aspects yeah. of the view but rather than the glass pavilion that opens to all yeah i really love this idea of embracing that you know making moments that look inwards and outwards yeah. and especially yeah. in an environment that is so harsh yeah yeah and full of contrast you do need that as well don't you, you want to break sometimes from the view yeah you know it's like you can get pretty full on so you know with that that was the idea around some of these interior courtyard spaces and the main courtyard space where we've got the the rotating screens yes so there's a big you know right from the get-go we kind of got to the idea of these this whole courtyard that could open up yeah and shut down and um and that was where the prevailing wind was coming from that sort of north northwest you know in central area you know you sort of it's still it's good outside weather so you want to be outside you want to be protected but outside and making the best of it and so perhaps maybe just talk us through that plan from entry sure yeah it's the challenging thing about um creating three quite distinct pavilions is you know for me anyway you sort of want to arrive into the heart of the house the kitchen in my mind without transferring transferring past you know everyone's bedroom and you know you really can see so so the idea was to create a sort of a series of wayfinding elements so mm-hmm. it's kind of a ribbon of in situ concrete that runs through the house yeah neat that that sort of drags you from the front entrance so the entrance door is purposefully set quite deep into that first pavilion first pod to get you at least to the glazed link that takes you to the concrete which has got a nice bit of artwork on it that gets you to the corner to get you to the kitchen so hopefully you're in the heart of the house without realizing that you've been through half of the other house already so, yeah so that was a bit of a trick yeah i mean the other the other elements to to that is that it, you know that, that then carries on to the my mind to the master suite where where the in situ concrete is part of the um you know part of the the, the wall where it really is where, built where into the mound the, there that is a thermo mass concrete wall which is you know both retaining and and you get the aesthetic feel of the kind of in situ concrete inside as well which will prove that's precast yeah. yeah and so that's it's the central kind of building that is that houses the main living areas the kitchen the dining the that's it yeah and and that's that sort of goes back to the brief of wanting a house that's great for two or twenty. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? With yeah. people that you know, are families building houses in place like this, that might just be the, 
yeah. the pair of them, but yeah. then they might be having every run for Christmas or weddings. That, yeah, uh, yeah, a massive wedding last year. So, and and the feedback was that it worked remarkably well. So yeah, next. Yeah, you know, that was that was great feedback actually. But you know, for two people, what you want it to feel cosy. So. Yeah. So we worked everything to a you know pretty much a six meter module because that seemed said to work, and that feels like it's not over generous, but it's not too tight and all that kind of stuff. So. So the all the the two main pavilions are kind of of the same dimension, mm-hmm. and that kind of you get that aesthetic kind of like aesthetically as well that they're similar but distinctly different in the materiality. And so, what was the materiality you explored with each of those? Um, so the first utilitarian pod, which has the garage and guest wings and you know bunk room, um, the client was really keen to use galvanised steel, mm-hmm. like corrugated iron, straight off the farm sheet, you know, rusty as. Um, but we just got blocked. <laughs> it was mainly around the Queenstown Lakes District Council, just to straight up no. Doesn't too, fit. Doesn't watch well, too shiny or something. I'm like, <laughs> it's farm material. Yeah. It's just, so I don't know. So we had to go. We had to, we did a lot of work to try and find a um, a material like a galvanised steel material that would uh, you know spray stuff on and and get rid of the sheen and then make it more matte and wasn't acceptable so and then we sort of went for uh, this alpine tree profile just to it's a pretty straight up profile and a kind of a you know like a pretty chill out um gray um which looks great but the detailing of that is is taking that that kind of cut steel utilitarian kind of look but but super sharp yes our colors and oh. level of detailing and applying it all over applying it all over yeah so yeah. you get that really solid sort of form as well which yeah. i quite like and the shutters play a big part of that as well. Yeah. So that they were spray, you know, Zach spray shutters and sort of got that kind of texture into into the into that um that pod. So and then the, the central central main living pod was, you know, just black cedar basically. And just for that, you know, that um more tactile human kind of touch and feel. Yeah. But a balance to the to the kind of harshness of the of the steel clad pod and then and then obviously the cordage steel, you know, that, that was our kind of our folly, I guess. That's yeah. Why. And um, and we worked with cordage steel before, and it seemed like and for the environment, it was just a really great fit. Well, it does. All of those elements together come together really nicely to create a palette that does have real tone and texture, which mm. I think mm. does give those buildings their own distinct character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, takes it away from what you kind of said before about being a like a cliche of the area yeah. you know there's certain things that are beneficial and yeah. structurally in a, in a place like Queenstown the pitched well, roof yeah the barn aesthetic that's right yeah but I love how you've kind of given it its own character in that way mm. and with each of the three buildings having their own visual language joinery really sort of you know comes into effect to connect them mm. can you share some of the considerations you made around the products you selected from first windows and doors yeah well obviously um you know, from the thermal kind of um, angle, we, we wanted a thoroughly broken suite. And um, I mean, we use Metro Thermal hard on most of our projects. Um, and that sort of met all the design considerations in terms of wind loading and all of that sort of thing. So um, we did upgrade on the middle pavilion to the architectural series, just yeah. to need a little more grunt and window profiles. But, um, you know, I was actually going back through my notes to, to kind of have a look and and you know just the fact that the two suites work really well together we've done that in the past and you sort of you walk in you would you wouldn't know but it's just nice to have that ability to to kind of push it up yeah 
and um, and then we used you know forty mil um, thermally broken windows and the glazed limbs, and uh, yeah, that, that worked really well as well. So we worked them into uh, some custom steel um, profiles for the columns. So we made these kind of very kind of bespoke kind of columns through those um, that that kind of housed all the you know all, all the timber elements and and you know, pulled it all together. Well, it is really lovely, those glazed links, how you get that real sense of journey from one mm. building to another and the way the light hits and you get yeah. those beautiful light shafts and then, you know, working with the interior palette there as well. Yeah. It just yeah, creates yeah. a little moment, doesn't it? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, people respond really well. Right? And, and there was a lot of work went on, and with the clients as well, we really wanted them to be in, intimately detailed. So yes. The, the way that... Uh, the way the timber connects to the steel column and you know the, the black steel was a big part of that and the bolt connections and all of that you know that was you know a lot of a lot of detail went into it because yeah. it's kind of a you know it's a nice one to walk through mm, it's lovely and then so internally what sort of palette how yeah how does the exterior and interior palette connect you've used mm. the concrete again inside as well yep yeah so the concrete as i said was a was a big element to go from inside to outside so you know, entry wall into the into the main space, you know, through the glazed lamps into the main sort into the main kind of living area. Um, and then into the mine as I said. And then the kind of black cedar as you come into that main entry space is, forms part of the you know, the jewelry units in there. Yeah. And that, that was the kind of we actually used a uh, burnt um, the charred cedar or might have been larch in that space. Um that was kind of that black timber feel. And then um the exposed concrete in the main space for the floor was quite a big design element and it was quite surprising actually we used um local queenstown stone which kind of part of our, our, our philosophy is using as we local mm. and obviously with concrete you can get local stone local one local crayons but but where they ground off the concrete there was these beautiful kind of greens of like you know it wasn't just a sort of gray concrete floor mm. it was these beautiful kind of pops of color it almost gives like a terrazzo yeah, effect yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool, quite quite stunning yeah so that was, was pretty cool um what else have we got in there there's you know there's obviously some some of the rooms the, the library is very dark and kind of kind of moody that contrast though you know in between the sort of the more open living spaces and you know the areas where you've let a lot of light and mm. through you know sliders and things mm. it's nice to have that contrast with like in the library you know and you've just got the small yeah windows and yeah, yeah, i yeah. really think that that push and pull is yeah. so important in an area like this yeah well that's that's right and like in the in the main space there is some timber screens that kind of pull you know that you can shut down that outside space a little bit in the in the front of that area and you know it sort of it directs your view it directs your you know your your, your, your sidelines to that view um and you can you, you can engage with that space by walking all the way out yeah not to have it all but you can sit there and kind of get a sense of it and you know the other kind of Part of engaging inside and outside was the was a little kind of breakfast bar area that sat next to the kitchen. You know, the idea of the flip up kind of this flip up window um, that kind of that that let you be inside there. That interaction, interaction. yeah, it's neat, and it has sort of like a casual feel to it, which suits that vibe of that area as well. I mean, obviously that you know the homeowners are sort of avid art collectors too, so I imagine that would have 
informed a little bit of you know consideration yeah. around wall space yeah i would absolutely and, and it and so it should you know and we you know we we, we sort of think about that a lot you know like wow where would we put you know with this bit of art we you know and in a lot of cases with clients we'll, we'll ask them what particular art we've they want where yeah but yeah the, the um it was it was amazing to see the house um with the with the artworks out wow really cool so coming back to that idea around the connection between indoors and out which spaces that's sort of centrally around that main living area really mm. that you've got like an internal courtyard enclosed there yeah yeah yep so that enclosed courtyard you know it is the main entertaining space i guess so you've got a nice big outdoor wood fire um that back to backs the inside wood fire as well oh, neat. the beautiful kind of a dark chimney you know um look um black steel you know all of that and so that that then is as it when you open the screens up to engage with the landscape it's it's it's, it's a pretty amazing space but it does it can be shut down to be more into it as well and then sort of linking with that idea of the screens opening up to the landscape on that side of the house you've got bifolds yes yeah yeah that's right that's right so bifolds on both sides of the main wing that you know that 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 mirror each other yeah that key you know you can basically open um, east to west mm. and um and so on the on the I guess on the on the my my side of the main pavilion there's a more open courtyard um that that has a that has a, a, a little shelf with the wave shade on it that sort of is an is a kind of more open morning spot morning spot morning spot mm. um, so in the sort of instances where you haven't used you know sliders and bifolds you've really kind of made a feature of the picture windows as well mm-hmm. not only from that inside looking out but from the outside looking in I love that interaction between the sort of like exterior mm-hmm. material palette and those little sharp insertions you've used to surround them yeah yeah and they, they work for uh, in a couple of ways one is to to really crank up that play on shadow and light you know when you get the shadow where you get the light coming across them they really kind of help you know, with the modulation and shadow kind of play on that on that main form because it's quite a it's quite a solid form. Yes, and and they also help with you know sun shadowing on the interior as well. So creating a bit of an eyebrow to to kind of help with with overloading sun on on the interiors. Yeah, it's really neat because you do have that quite solid mass of the walls, and mm. then it really just yeah, it's a really crisp little yeah. finish. And the, the you know the way that they work in with the ribs, you know, obviously it's that's all kind of been worked out to. To, to kind of get the shadows of the sharp shadows of the ribs. Yeah, that interplay of light is always a really special way to just amp up the mood. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's nothing worse than a worse than a big flat building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for that sort of relationship between the exterior palette and what has gone on inside, was there anyone else you worked with on the project? Yeah, we we well, the client worked closely with our interior designer Kay Gray and um, she helped a lot with, with the interior colours sort of responding to the materials and the selections that we'd used and um, you know she's she's quite kind of worked with um, with client on some of the joinery elements as well. And yeah I actually really love that kind of bunk room mood with the mm. little um, you know how each well it's not really bunks each individual bed's got its own wee nook. Nook. <laughs> yeah and I was looking at that for a Looking at the dimension of that for another job, I thought, how do, how do we make that work? And it's it's they're a great wee space, and we, it's amazing what you can do. You know that they they look like they shouldn't work, but they work amazingly well. And 
And the colours that were selected in there um, actually just to set it all off. It was really cool. Yeah, it's neat. I do love that use of the green in amongst with mm. the other the wood and the, the concrete textures. And of course, when you've got some, you know, quite stunning art pieces like that, it's sort of nice to work in and around that with the textures of the. Yeah. I mean, I like that it's just not white. You know, the same yeah. way that we reference the, you know, the pavilion being a well-used yeah. shape. The, the the interior to have the. I think that that landscape, you know, reflected in the interior palette really does make it yeah. a little bit more intimate. Yeah, I, yeah, it was amazing going back um, and seeing the finished house all come together because you know you're in the middle of a project for however many years and, and there's so many moving parts and you know but to see it set realized yeah and um and the clients have been really you know really happy with kind of how it's all come together as well and it's always always uh, a good thing so yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you get down that way very much um yeah quite a quite a bit actually we we head down there you know once or twice a year for for business and pleasure. Yeah, and um, and we'll pop in and see and see see how the house is progressing. Um, that is a shame we didn't get down um, this time because uh, I know the clients are really excited to see to to, to show how the, the landscapes come along. Come along when we took the photos with Sam. Um, we had to take off all the rabbit protection ourselves. And so, well, I didn't chase and sand it. And then we had to put it all back on, but now the, now the landscape's really, really growing into its really own. Growing into its own. So I'm keen to go and, go and check it out. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I actually love some of the hard landscaping elements too, like that um, the rendered concrete around the fire pit yeah, and things. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was, it was talking to, them, to, the, to the guys the other day, and those who spent a lot of time in that space. You know, it's, uh, it, is the, it is the kind of southern part of the house but it is a lake but it is a great space for entertaining so and I and I imagine it's one of those sites that kind of really does reveal itself to you over yeah. the course of the year you yeah. know and how you live in it because yeah. it, with that vast contrast of the yeah. you know summer and winter living like I equally enjoy spending time in that area in summer yeah even though it's known for the skiing and the snow and yeah. things I think yeah Central Otago summers are so beautiful. Yeah. And you well, get those really late night, you know. Yeah. Oh, so they have had, it's been really hot down there apparently. And I had to ask that awkward question, you know, how's the house, how's the house going? How's it, how's it performing? <laughs> and, um, and, and, yeah, good. Didn't great. There was a little bit of overheating in the, in the main wing bathroom because it does face north. Yes. And even with the shutters on. You know, it was getting hot, and it's black marble. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a few things there, but um, but but you know, it has been. So we were talking about it. It has been so hot for so long that the house is just any house is going to keep building up. Yeah, the way that the house does open up on all aspects um, has allowed the flexibility to kind of dump heat or shake down screens on one side and dump the heat on the other. So yeah, I think it's it's worked remarkably well, and I in a pretty extreme environment, which is a good thing. Yes. Mm. Always proof in the pudding. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I really enjoy the way that this has come together. Like you say, you know, as both a large dwelling for hosting, you know, family, friends and people on holidays and also the intimacy of those smaller mm. spaces that mm. they've made work. And I guess that more than ever these days, that's exactly how we want to live at home. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think it's... It, it, gone is the open plan, you know. <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's true that, that the... I mean, sustainably as well, um, the idea that you can have a house that can 
you'd be shut down in different parts. Like, you know, can turn parts on and turn parts off. Yes. So that was, that was a big part of it as well and had to create these kind of smaller intimate spaces. But, yeah, I do agree the the you know, we, we, we love creating houses that have lots of nooks and crannies that you can, you know, be engaged or not. Yes, know, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I think you've done a really good job of that here. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Um, yeah, it's been great chatting and finding out more about the lake house. And, um, yeah, we look forward to sharing more of this. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for joining us today. You can see more of this project by AW Architects, along with all the other homes featured in the series, at firstwindows.co.nz.